0: I had the chance to work with almost at that time every superstar in the country. From them, I spent a week with Shakira in Miami, spent some time with Enrique, with mean, so many artists, you know, it was just really, really good and but simple, you know. I I never been like oh just a job. I make records, you know, and I remember being in New York, sitting with Sylvia Ron She was the president of Motown, and we were just talking. And she told me, "You know, Sandy, you changed the sound of America." I kind of did it because I was with David, the first to bring the dance house music world with the, you know, with people like Akon, Black Eyed and no one before us did like so. I mean, big tune like that and number one, like world War number one record, you know. And so that was kind of um, the beginning of a change for me.
1: Hi, welcome back to another episode of Mentors on the Mic podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Miller, a New York City native actress, with credits in TV, film, commercials, and off-Broadway. And every week I bring you an incredible mentor in entertainment, focusing on how they started and how they moved up to where they are today. Thanks for listening and let the episode begin. Happy Mentor Monday, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Mentors on the Mic podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I am so happy to introduce you to our next mentor, our mentor of the week, Grammy-winning producer and songwriter, Sandy V. Now, Sandy is a big deal, and you have definitely heard of his music, right? Everything from co-producing Rihanna's Only Girl in the World to Katy Perry's Firework. Eight songs on the David Guetta album, One Love. Akon's Sexy Bitch with David Guetta. Rihanna's S&M. He did a song, another song with Will I Am, with Sean Kingston, with Britney Spears, Selfish, the Neo, Beautiful Monster. But this guy really is just such an incredible person, too. I'm so happy for you to hear about his journey, how he started, how he got hooked up with David Guetta. But then moreover, what he's learned from all that success, what he's learned from all of the craziness that came from clubbing every night. There's something to be said about that sort of taking a hold on you. And I know a lot of us can relate to it, this idea of maybe running away from stuff that we were dealing with. And, you know, he, he really kind of, Becomes incredibly vulnerable, which I was very appreciative of, of just his journey and what he's been doing since then. And he gives tips not only on how to be a songwriter, how to be a music producer, but also just how to get back and centered with ourselves. So without further ado, here's Sandy V. So I always start with the question What was your first role in the entertainment industry?
0: This question, Uh, my first role. I mean, I start further, first as a musician and make music for people, you know, people being happy, singing, dancing, I suppose. Yeah. You no, know? um, And then I think I had the fascination for the pop music, the top, top 40 since i young, you know? And then it turned out to, to make song and become like a producer and making recording.
1: Exactly, yeah.
0: Just try to give um, great melody for people. I think that's most important.
1: Yeah. Well, so what was the first then job? Because that's different. But what was the first job then where you got paid to entertain and to make music and perform? Like, what was the first thing?
0: Uh, Playing live with the first band when I was maybe 17, something like that. Yeah.
1: Nice. It was just a little
0: bit of extra money. Yeah. It was more like a Punk rock metal. Yeah, I'm a multi. I'm a multi-gen. You know, I I love yeah. everything. I think you know. So, uh, but yeah, I start more, it, which is funny because I was doing like more punk metal music, but at the same time I was studying double bass classical. You know, very so,
1: different. And then and then now yeah. more you're, that's that's funny. So so how long did you do that? How did you get like the gigs and stuff? How did you find places to perform?
0: Ch- just a couple of years, um, and uh, I just found out it was not for me playing live. I found out that um, this relationship between musicians, mostly based on ego, was not for me. You know, too much fight, too much, you know, I mean, I still think it's really hard to, to get two people fit and just be able to work, you know, for forever, maybe <laughs> together. You know, because the the synchronicity between the two people, you really need to find out the right people, get the right balance, uh, and have no ego. You know, you you need to tell someone, okay, this is shit, <laughs> this is not good at all, or you know, this is great. But you have to talk and, and say things. I think you know, playing live, try to form a band or playing for singer stuff like that. Um, there's so many people talking, give their opinion. You know, And there's ego. In, yeah. in the front, have more place for solo, whatever, you know. And uh, so, but the good thing is that since I'm a kid, I was very good with computer at an early age. So I was programming. And, uh, nice. So I had those two things, both like, which is music. I've learned the music at high school, play different instruments, you know, and also have good knowledge with computer. And at some point, you know, this time where I was not really happy making music in band or playing for singer and it's some pretty big show and stuff like that. You know, but, uh, and what happened house music mm-hmm. and it was like, uh, Whoa. Cause I was this kind of guy, you know, when you come from punk rock, all that kind of stuff, you don't really go to the clubs, you know, you go to different parties, show, yeah. do, doing beer and stuff like that. Yeah. You know? And, um, I met some DJ. It was just the very beginning of Daft Punk, you know. So very beginning of house music. Ah. I had like a wow, like a kind of click. This yes. is the new funk, and the good thing is that I can do my own stuff on my own. Because mm. I had um, at that time like a, a computer, like a, just a sampler, or a few things, you know. Nice, but just enough to make music you know so that's how i stopped what would become me being a producer you know yeah but i, I don't think you choose to be a producer you know that your musical life your experience connection and some point you realize you're a producer you know but yeah, um, yeah.
1: so those first few for, first few days or first few years were you just like at home for hours just <laughs> working on
0: music L- like in like here in seoul like- total lockdown stay it's crazy, but I stayed with my mom until 32, 32 yeah. maybe. But yeah. I, I and there was a chance because all, all the basement, that was like my place, you know? So the yeah. studio, a lot of stuff, gear, you know? I was just locked there and working, working, working to be better, you know? And it was cool because things were kind of aligned. I've always been very lucky, I think, also, which is a part of this business, I think. Yes. And w- when I f- was feeling really ready, I met a guy who was uh on the biggest radio in france called energy which is a big deal you yeah know? and we connect i play him what i was doing and i think like uh, two months after i started my rigour on energy on the radio and then more um, and more and more and it became like a, a non-stop you know i well, mean how did you meet a cha- him? in a club actually nice <laughs> yeah
1: networking yeah. in a club
0: it's yeah, still okay if if even if I'm not a big clubber today, you know, I at
1: mean, the time it um,
0: worked. Yeah, I spent so much time in the clubs. And like, you know, when I was living in Paris, we had that club called the Queen Club. I think I was at the Queen Club from Monday to Sunday. Wow. <laughs> you know, so I had my dose, you know, and, you know, and yes. it was a great time. But it's good cool to change and move on and discover yeah. different things. Yeah, different you know?
1: parts of your life.
0: Yeah, yeah. But um, it, w- it was pretty fast. So immediately, I think, you know, in two, three months, I decided to move, go to Paris and experience a different life because I was born in the backcountry.
1: And were you making money around that time? Like, is that why you moved to Paris too? Y-
0: yes, because there was something was great. That was, you know, um, everything was released on vinyl and it was good money. And actually to make money, I did a lot of bootleg mashup, and stuff like yeah. that so uh, i was i was very lucky because after I, I moved to paris i was very good friend with the two distributors of vinyl in france amazing and in the old europe and even in america you know so that was really, really good friends so i had this chance to do the bootleg you know this kind of mashup you do and when they go to press their record at the factory after the factory closed they're still paying a guy to press this white label, you know, wow. <laughs> you know, the record was all white and just like a name on it. Yeah. You know? And then they spread out London, Milan, Barcelona, you know, and, and I did a lot of that. So no one knows about that. I think that's the first time I say that, but wow. I make so many people dance and they don't know that. And they didn't even know probably. You no. Know, Cause at that time the DJ were to the store, you know, and, Let's say, like in every city, there was like five, 10 copies, and the first came, got this record, you know? Yeah. And so there was, there was no like internet streaming or and P3, you know, there was a real right. vinyl, you know? So that was kind of cool because uh, no one knew about it, but um, they were like rushing to buy this record. And so that was mostly my bootleg. And That's awesome. And all Europe was playing to that sound. No, no one knew.
1: Wow. That was me. That's pretty cool. So, that was must yeah. have been a good time, and like knowing <laughs> that like all these people all over were playing your music and not, not knowing.
0: Yeah, when I moved to Paris, I, I, I had the label and and I had the chance to put my record out on the best label. Mm. You know, so that was also very helpful. So I had a good success in music. Well, like, how did really you connect?
1: Success. How did you connect with the label then?
0: These two guys, two distributor, was the link. You know, the connection. Mm. You know? so it was pretty easy then. And then. I was putting on this EP and they were, they were good, you know. So everybody wants the tune. They want the license for the record I put out. They want the the UK. I always have a a very good relationship with the UK and they asked me a lot of remixes at that time. You know, so we're great. (laughs) And I was not even a DJ. I did a very little bit, little bit, you know, just between before, just a little bit before I did this David Guetta album. For just a couple of months, I played wow. in places like Pasha, Pasha in Ibiza, in Ibiza and a yeah. few yeah. clubs like that. But uh, one day I was like, what the fuck are you doing behind the deck?
1: Really? Go back.
0: Yeah, and I, I decided not doing it. I was just wow. feeling better, you know, producing and being at the studios well, and so, machine. And- so
1: let's start with DJing for a second. How did you start DJing first?
0: Because my record was really, really big.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. And they just paid that you was, to go
1: around and, and play it.
0: That, that's that tune called Bleep at that time where, right. where I used the sample from Led Zeppelin. And it was released on Joya, which is Sebastian Ingrosso's uncle label. It was yeah. like the really good label at that time. Yeah. And I think that tune w- was on Big poll number one for four months and every wow. single DJ on the planet was playing that tune. So it was like a worldwide smash. And after this tune in particularly, um, club wanted me to play, you know. So I did it a very little bit and it was just not for me. Really? Yeah. That's but, but that was a good thing because, because I played at the Pasha and I met David Guetta.
1: Right. So that's how it happened. Yeah. So David came yeah. to you and talked about Bleak, yeah. right? He
0: said, yeah, that's It's The sound is really big. It's great. You know, we should uh, work together. And yeah. then he show up and we did it
1: yeah how, how long after he told you at the club that he wanted to work with you did he did he Oh
0: I think I, I play uh, I play it was um, in August and he came by the studio in September and we started working That's quick. So, and that was a good thing because I think we did a good job. I mean this tune were um, they changed a lot of things. Yeah. Well, I remember being in New York sitting with Sylvia Ron. she was the president of Motown. And we was just talking and she told me, you know, Sandy, you changed the sound of America. And I kind of did it because I was with David, the first to bring the the dance house music world with the like urban, you know, with people like Akon, black APs and stuff. And, and no one before us did like so, I mean, big tune like that. And number one, like world one, number one record, you know? And so that was kind of, um, the beginning of a change for me. Little by little, in a year or so, I start to go down with dance music and be back to the first thing, songwriting and pop, you know, because yeah. I, I did house music. It was fun. I really like it. But inside me, um, I'm a pop guy, you know, I love melodies. I love pop music yes. and, and instruments, you know, so. But I'm kind I'm of, I can do both. I can program. Yeah. I can play, you know, so, you know. So that, that was a good thing, you know, because after this album, um, I almost instantly moved to New York. Now I'm, um, it's been like 10 years. I'm in America. I'm a citizen now. It's, it's my hometown. You know, I'm in LA now. Well, I spent seven years in, in New York, but now I'm in LA. Immediately I, I moved to New York and um, I met my buddies, which I still work to today right. with them, Star, Stargate. Nice nice and with stargate we i mean a- every single tune was just uh, on the chart on top of the chart you know so
1: yeah well so you'd said before you know in the beginning you you really liked playing alone and like producing alone and working on your music alone and now you're starting to work with people like david Geta and stargate what was it about them that you were like yeah I, this works this is working well yeah.
0: Star, Stargate was the best experience for me because it really changed everything and brought me back to the pop world, songwriting, working with songwriter, you know, um, be more, pay more attention on the composer side too, you know, not just producing and making beats, you know, just being more in the songwriting. Um, so that, that, that was something really um, like a major step for me, you know, going back in pop music. I mean, since day one, and still, we had session. We made session with like Aramax last week before I I came here. And we'll be back together to make some music. And Because um, we didn't make music for maybe two years, I think, together. We had a kind of break, but I, I've been back at the studio now. And we spent a couple of days of making music from scratch. And, you know, it was fantastic. And the three of us really liked it because it was the same as the first day when we started always been, you know, working together, you know? Yeah. So that's why it's, it's really, it's really good. And it's also about collaboration, you know, cause I spend so much time on my own working, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it's know.
1: different. It's different so, working with other people. Yeah.
0: yeah. So I, I totally changed my mind right now, you know, and I'm hundred percent in doing collaboration and having different vision and, you know, Yeah, Um, feels good.
1: (laughs) So, what was the first celebrity or like artist that you were able to get on one of your tracks that was like, "This is this is big"?
0: I mean, together was pretty big. We did, um, you know, some this sexy bitch with Aiken.
1: Yes, Uh, I started
0: with with roland and Commander. Yeah, Um, and a couple of tunes with Fergie with Am. So they were pretty big, but then it was just different a little bit different with target because more pop and uh and everything started with spending time with rihanna or Katy perry and yeah
1: Nathan. how did you find the right people like how did you get mixed up with akon and how did you get mixed up with will i am
0: and this was just david singh he was doing his album mm. i was more like the producer and you know got it because uh, uh, i was still in france at that time and yeah. it was everything changed when i moved because i could be with with rihanna or Katy and, you know, all these artists I've been working with. Right. But, um, yeah. But for for the David album, it was like I was still remote between Paris and New York.
1: Yeah. And were you but, working um, with yeah. him closely for that stuff? Or was it like you work on something, send it to him? He works on something. No, no
0: no, 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 no. It, he it, it was it was pretty... I mean, his life was pretty crazy because this guy was playing, if we were, but uh, he was so into this project, so he could catch the plane... After a gig to come back to my studio in Paris, you know even if he was like uh, anywhere wow. in europe, you know he didn't sleep that much, I think you know not. so no no it, it, no no it, it was really um something that we did together, you know, and yeah, it was always the studio we had so, so much late nights, very late nights, so no, it was. Can you okay. tell me
1: a little bit about those like sessions with him? Like, how did you work on the music together? What was the, what were your strengths that you were able to bring in? Or was it just like back and forth, back and forth?
0: We just tried to make it and do things that just talk to us, you know. We had the chance to have like a um, big featuring on all those record. you know. Um, pretty, pretty simple, you know. Try to get into the vibe, have the good sound, a good groove, and, and get this club. You know, if he has to be efficient in clubs and working in clubs. Pretty simple, you know. Yeah. It's, it's funny because uh, someone asked me um, uh, two days ago, a friend of, of mine asked me uh, when is the best time to make music, if I feel good to make music because of the situation here in quarantine. And, and I, I just reply to him, you know what? Anytime I play a sound, open a scene, or whatever, I'm making music. So, there's no good vibe, bad vibe. At the moment where I play with the sound, just dive in that and I'm into this, you know? So, I have no mood about being, oh, I don't feel okay, mm. motivated. No, I, I, anytime I think inspiration is it, that to me, you know? So, yeah.
1: has it always been you know? like that? What,
0: what, what, yes, one sound brings you to, wow, <laughs> yeah. dimension, you know? And then, um, you know, pretty simple.
1: That's awesome so you're in new york and you're now being paired up with rihanna and Katy perry can you tell me about those experiences how was that like to make music at
0: <laughs> the, the beginning i was kind of a little bit shy because you know it was kind of new for me stargate was amazing i was in the club house for years you know so it took me a, a little bit to get into the songwriting and yeah be more confident i think not, yeah. not that i was not confident but uh but, uh, you know, I had the chance to work with all these people, like uh, Esther Dean. I mean, uh, we worked like for a year and a half nonstop with Esther. We had like weeks and weeks with Sia and, and so many Rico and so many great songwriters. I mean, the yeah. best at that time, you know, so, and I've learned from these people so much, you know, so much because when they were writing, going to the booth, I was in the sofa, observing, yes. listening, you know, so I catch a little bit here, a little bit here, you know, and, you know, it's a constant progress and yeah. things are different, you know, and it's evolution, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, pretty much. I mean, amazing session. I've been, I had the chance to work with almost at that time, every superstar in the country, you know. Yes. From them, I spent a week in, with Shakira in Miami, spent some time with Enrique, with, and so many artists, you know, it was just really, really good. And, yeah. but simple, you know, I, I, I never been like, oh, oh it's just a job I make records, you know, and.
1: Yeah. Well, it's, tell me about uh, how how is it the songwriting process? Cuz you said you were now going from house to to being, you know, more confident about your songwriting. How how is that process like for someone who's never really written songs before? How was
0: that transition? No, I did it, but I I did. I did. I did. It was yeah. Yeah. No, I meant you know, like me, as someone uh, who's never written a song uh, before. <laughs> no, but uh, I have a background. I learned the music I play, I create band and and it was all about composition and making music, you know? It's just a few years after when I decided to, to, to go more in the house music, the process Mm. is different because for years you just make basically instrumental, you know? Yeah. And then you, you got some vocalists, you know, but it's more um, like a main room kind of vocal, you know what I mean? So it's not really song. So that's why I was, I was happy about the energy about Some of this tune, you know, but uh, at at the same time, the songwriting and the pop was just missing to me, you know. So, but then when I went back to write songs, it was really natural, you know. Yeah. It was very simple and quick, quick, you know. So, yeah.
1: So, how was writing the the songs that, you know, went number one, like Firework? And how was writing those songs? Do you remember the, the moment you wrote some of them or?
0: No, yeah, that was terrible for me because I <laughs> had to catch a, a plane. I had to catch a plane uh, around the bridge section. <laughs> so <laughs> I leave um, Stargate, KT, and Esther Dean and I'm like, okay, I need to go to GFK. I have to you know? so they finished wow. the song. That.
1: That's yeah, funny. But
0: um yeah. <laughs> That's
1: fun. Well I mean, it's a good bridge. It worked out.
0: That song. Yeah. That yeah. Song, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And how did that change everything?
0: This song in particular, I don't no. know. I mean, I, I love a couple of songs that I've done. I think they're great. But oh, this yeah. song is just uh, it's kind of an evergreen. He has this timeless thing, yeah. you know.
1: Yeah, some so, songs yeah, just have that. For sure,
0: for sure, the biggest I did.
1: Yeah, some songs yeah. just have that. Where you're for, just, now. <laughs> for now.
0: For <laughs> now, yeah. exactly.
1: No, for now, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then the other one with no, it's a No,
0: it's a good feeling. It's a good feeling. Good. Rihanna, the, the process was really... Great working with this songwriter, making song for her. I had a chance to spend a few weeks in, in, in LA because we were b- going back and forth, at LA, New York. We most of the time work at Westlake. So she was there for all week. She's very nice. She's very nice. I like her. Good. Good. I'm glad. She's the only, she's the only artist that told me, I remember, thank you. That means a lot to That's me. It's a big deal. <laughs> It's yeah, crazy yeah, yeah. that
1: you've worked with so many people, though so many artists, and and you know no one really gives a thank you.
0: No, I, I really like her. No. Yeah, she
1: sounds. Yeah, that's yeah. great. What kind of tips do you give to people for songwriting? Like if people are listening to this and they're songwriters, what kind of tips would you give them?
0: Simplicity first, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's always working. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we always hear, hear, you know, like this kind of thing, or less is more, but it's actually real. When you can get the magic with just the minimum, it's cool because, you know, you, you can still arrange or whatever, but the foundation has to be simple and just feel, yeah, you, you need to feel things, you know, to, to have this feeling that, um, uh, this, this is talking to me, you know, and yeah. in a very simple way. And then I, I, I would just say, trust your feeling. Yeah. Learning by doing, you know, and I found out that, um, uh, you have to, you, you can be total deaf tone, you know, and still do it. You know why? Because you don't listen. It's not a question of listening of hearing, it's a question of Yay. feeling.
1: Wow. Yeah.
0: So when you put things together, let's say you have a couple of keys, drum, bass, it's like painting to me now. You know, it's like a. So instead of just going crazy, watch, because now we're in a world of tutorial. It's true. And everybody, everybody does the same thing. Mm. just forget about this pick your eq you just a very few tools because i mean since the 50 or 60 we still use the same shit you know we have a couple of modern thing you know because wow. the sound loudness is different the compressor the eq they're still the same you know so just forget about everything use your material you know and trust your feeling get in connection interaction with that mm. and just make it the way you feel good and you like it, yeah Yes. instead of just like going all over the place and look around and but that's that's the 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 world where we're living right now, you know everybody is looking everybody everybody you know, but you just forget about yourself you know, and that's the same thing with the char, what people like, let's say okay just an example, let's say you put a playlist, okay. To different people, but with the same music. Okay. Let's say you put three. Okay. You know, and you put these people in the different way. Okay. Do you think it's going to be the same? No, because there will be an influencer on every. Mm. Because people don't do what they are, what they feel. They just follow. You know what I mean?
1: Yes. Yeah. Just
0: do what you want, what talk to you. And if you don't do this, you're going to start to cultivate. The emptiness, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: And that's a lot of people are empty inside, I think. You
1: know? I, think From so. what I,
0: I have the time in life, so I observe a lot, you know? Yeah. And I can tell you that they, they, they feel more and more empty inside because they are not doing what they want. Yeah. You know, if you want this, this you just do it. Don't look what this guy wants or these people want. Just do what, talk to you, you know?
1: yeah i mean that's important for i think anything creative right like everything
0: everything. it's not just about the music i mean i think the life is like that you know for everything for what you buy for you know all your activities you know if you know someone who do this kind of of sport you're gonna do it what about you because it's it's cool but no life was cool before to me now this doing like this is nothing cool there's nothing cool you know, remember that time, you know, more until even if we talk about rock in the 90s, it was kind of hard to get the music, you know. You, you couldn't go on Google and get what you want, you know. Yep. Some people had the music before other, and sometimes these other people could have it like months after, you know. Right. They were cool because they had the music. Right. You know? But now what is cool? Having the same and the same and the same and over and over and over.
1: It's true. Yeah, so, yeah. A lot of times people are looking at other people being like, Oh, what are they working on? What are they doing? And then you just, or you give people what you think they want, right? You think they mm-hmm. that they might want maybe a certain type of music or an acting. I'm an actor. So it's like, you saw a lot of actors look and they try to think, Oh, well, this is what they probably want. I'll just do it instead of doing what they feel.
0: Yeah. They are constantly under influence.
1: You got to check in yeah. with yourself, which is the meditation thing we were talking about before. It's like, mm-hmm. keep checking in, keep checking in.
0: But, you know, I, I'm working on a project, you know, I started something, you know, my manager introduced me to, uh, to a really cool guy. His name is Rami, he's playing with the Foo Fighters. Nice. And, uh, and with a friend also, which is a violinist, Jesse. And uh, we did a session, the three of us, you know, and you know what we did? What? He- healing music fantastic and i i start to do a lot you know i do a lot of pop stuff blah, blah, yeah. blah. and then i take i take a moment and it's a form of meditation you know mm. and i do a tune of healing music i just pick one hour and i write you know and it's it's been really good because i'm i discover a lot of ambient stuff you know yes. playing with like modular synths yeah. uh, doing some sound design and and, and feel the emotion of the resonating, you know, pads and, you know, uh, warm music. And it's it's really cool because in the pop world now, by doing this, I had a lot of ambient sound in the pop world, which is really cool. I like it a lot. And that, that was a really good experience doing this hitting music. So I have a lot of great projects coming, you know. Things are, are going pretty oh, good, good with that too. Because it feels good, you know. And, uh, but what I want to say about uh, talking about healing music is that you're going to see more and more in the future how the healing music is going to take over. I, I've been doing a meditation. You know, I've learned a lot of things because something really—I mean—I have I to talk about this. <laughs> let's 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 do it. You know, after the success uh, back in New York, one day I woke up with such a huge panic attack. Mm. It was. Terrible and he never went away. It was there constantly. Ugh. My life was fucking nightmare. And it was like happening to me. You know, at oh. the time I had like two sometimes two sessions a day, going out at night to connect, to meet people. I was just like frozen and Anytime I was just putting a fit out of my apartment, I (laughs) was like sweating and feeling really, really, really really bad, you know, really bad. So I had to change my life and I changed everything, you know? Yeah. I start to be curious and learn, you know, I did this landmark forum. I learned Kabbalah. I've done that. that. Oh, oh my god it's real hardcore <laughs> it's it hardcore i, I stopped at yeah.
1: advanced course but i did it for a while
0: wow and um so kabbalah i was uh, going to kabbalah and you know uh, every uh, friday and many times a week and it was really good and i still go in new york now it's good um he helped me a lot and just a lot of personal i'm very curious person always want to know something learn you know so so I did a lot of research I've been doing transcendental meditation experiments you know working with shaman with monks a lot of different nice. things you know um, and then uh, I just found out where was the problem I was like Sandy you don't breathe you need to breathe <laughs> I don't think we know we know the way to breathe. It, it, it didn't been explained you know no one told you you have to breathe and show you the way you can explain that to many people they will listen to you they were they will be like fascinated you know and then when you stop talking when they go back to their life whoop, forget about it yeah <laughs> that's for you that's so that that's also an advice I will say to people that's for yeah. you feel good feel things being happy be calm and then you can do whatever you want
1: well so I always ask my guests usually at the end, but I'll ask it now because I think it's relevant. Um, what's your definition of success then? Because it must have changed.
0: Being simple and real. And don't lie to yourself, you know? Yeah. Don't lie to yourself. Be in, in the moment. Be there, be there, you know? You have to yeah. be there, and uh, but don't lie to yourself, you know? Because and I was like that before, we live in a form of denial. And there are things we don't want to see. We know about it. I mean, intellectually, you know, maybe not yeah. deeply, but yeah. intellectually, we know. But okay, then you do this, and then you forgot about it. You right. know, it's just a calm down, stay calm, and do whatever you have to do, you know? Mm. you know? But I think we have to reconnect you now. We have to reconnect, even with people that are so disconnected.
1: I agree. I only had one more question, really. What was um, mm-hmm. what were some other producers that are, you know, either right now or back then that you really admire?
0: Good question. I don't know. I, I'm not a. I don't really uh, look around. Fair, but uh, but there's people that I think are, are amazing. I mean, Max Martin is fantastic.
1: Fantastic.
0: Luke is a really good producer too. I think the best were the people from the from the eighties, you know, because I mean, we kind of. Uh, we are kind of assisted with our computer now, you know? Yeah. If you want this effect, this effect, to just drag like it, you know? Right there. <laughs> but these people, imagine like uh, at the time when it was like the Pink Floyd, all that stuff. I mean, you just have like a four track and and listen to the music today. That was very creative, you know? Okay, yeah. there, there was no sample bank or stuff like that, so they have to create, I don't know, in Monet, I don't know, they're, they're they just use their creativity to do their own sample, you know, to record that and just play with tape. And so I think I have more respect for these people because the process, you know, I remember because my dad is a musician too, and he has a studio uh, at home. Nice. And uh, I, I remember the process, you know, of just this tape machine and cutting. And yeah, it, it was kind of, it was a process, you know? So
1: Sounds like it. when
0: I hear like some, Recall from from the the eighties, I'm like, wow, okay, wow, it's, it's it's still incredible today. But the process, this guy, they just killed it because they were putting their end into it and 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 they make it. You know, now everything is like almost you no know, You can just instant some bank or whatever. You know, instantly. You know? So I have a lot of um, uh, respect for that and uh, and fascination, you know, because. Because Makes of sense. them, we have all those tools right now, you know? Exactly. But uh, yeah. I would love to be back in the time, you know, to just, you know, look around. Sure. and Because it's a beautiful process, you know?
1: Yeah. How long does it take you to make a song now?
0: can be uh, a couple of hours, or sometimes it can take weeks if you change things, you know? so you
1: must, you but, must uh, have so many pretty songs. pretty fast. You must have pretty so fast. many songs then. Like I, most
0: people. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yes. But I've I be, I been wanting for, for a long? You know, I've right. been a little, a little bit more calmed down on the, on the release of the music, but yeah. because I had a goal, you know.
1: yeah, had, had a more happy, important
0: goal. Yeah. But like, okay, I make this big record. Okay. I need to, since that time, I make music every day, you know. Yeah. But uh, I'm like, yeah, I can't put any record right now because I've learned so much singing and I have to make this yeah. work it takes years that's a problem you know yeah. so you have to be really patient you know and now I feel really happy you good. know with what I can do you know so
1: the music's coming yes. from a different place now
0: yes yes yeah so I'm excited now because I feel um, I've learned so many things yeah renew my sound my ideas so and I got a lot of good collaboration coming I can't really talk about this right that's now fair. but I was gonna it's, ask it's, but I it's get amazing it.
1: I'm excited. It's
0: amazing. Now we get, we get a lot of good stuff. We with Target, we I'm happy we be back with this guy. Uh, I'm lucky to work with some really amazing songwriter and just also a couple of big producers that I'm collaborating with. Great. I got a cut coming. Can't talk about it right now, but uh, soon. Yes. So no, it's it's a. Uh, it's. I feel like uh, I don't know. I'm I'm feeling really excited. You know. Yeah. Because I'm not. I'm not looking for anything in particular. You know, I just want to make great music, and I think I I really work a lot for for that, and I'm happy right now, so just fun, fun, and good. and I'm also excited to do more collaboration. You know, find yeah. more, more people where it's fantastic where to it make connects. music with. Yeah, yeah. So this is the, um, what's going on in the future. You know, great music, good connection with people, and just have fun and make good stuff. You know, and stay Without calm so much and, thinking. and breathe. Yeah. Well, thank
1: you so much for doing. Thank this. you, Michelle. It's great. I've learned so much from you. I appreciate it.
0: it was great being yeah. with you.
1: Thank you. Yeah. yeah, this is this has been great. I, you know, I really appreciate it. I, I feel like I'm taking so much from it, and now I want to make sure that when I leave here, I continue to breathe and not just forget it and go back to my life. <laughs>
0: yeah, but that's the thing. If you consciousness is is that you know just being in that state all the time, kind of, you know, I know the life sometimes is crazy, but you know, there's always something to do. You you did the forum, you know, they told you there's always something and that's life, you know, this, this, bill problem, whatever. So, but you need to start at some point, you know, (laughs) being happy. So just be happy and you will deal with that. Well, what you have to deal with. You and, know?
1: and science proves that. I was just reading a book where it yeah. says happiness, start with happiness, everything else will come afterwards. Mm-hmm. But you got to start with the happy. Yeah. Everyone always thinks you have yeah. to, you get happiness if you get something, if you get success, if you get money, if you get fame, if you get all, you know, all of it. And it's it starts with happiness.
0: Yeah, but especially when you think about it, you know, we, we just said, there's always something. But if you don't feel okay it's gonna hurt you. Mm. All this problem,
1: yeah.
0: You know, and you're gonna be like, you know, so in your head. be okay, and just deal with that. I mean, that's nothing, you know. Make it simple. <laughs> make it simple.
1: That's. I mean, it's. 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 I'm. I'm seeing these patterns. Yeah. Make it simple.
0: Just move forward. You know. Yeah. Smile. And yeah. Think.
1: Thank you so much for listening to Mentors on the Mic. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it with a friend in entertainment you know would love it. Let me know what you've learned or what stayed with you on our Instagram at Mentors on the Mic. I love reading your messages. You can also find me at at Michelle Simone Miller on Instagram. On both accounts, I'll be sharing even more information about our mentors. Talk to someone about what you learned today who would really appreciate it and send them the episode. Also, if you love the show, please go ahead and leave us a rating and review on iTunes. It really makes a huge difference in growing this. It makes it easier for people to find our podcast, and I love reading your reviews. So thank you so much, and I'll see you next week.